0: There is no amount of money that is worth everything that you go through. There isn't. And I, and I say that with extreme confidence. It's not worth it.
1: All right, everybody, it is episode 226 of Bourbon Pursuit, and we don't have a whole lot of bourbon news to kind of cover, so we'll just kind of give you some updates on what's been happening with Inside the Ecosystem. And last week was what was considered the Great Buffalo Trace Barrel Frenzy. We talked about on the show with Bo Beckman of Buffalo Trace about how there are barrels that are allocated for the general public that can get Access to them. And now, as you could imagine, there are thousands and thousands of people going after just a handful of barrels. And you knew it was going to be an intense few moments as soon as it went online. But there was a huge feeling of defeat felt across the entire bourbon landscape when people logged in, and within the matter of one second, every single barrel was gone. Yet, Persistence paid off, and with the help of our Patreon community, Bourbon Pursuit was able to capture two Buffalo Trace barrels and a 1792 foolproof, so we're looking forward to bringing those to our community in 2020. Now, speaking of barrel selections, we're out at Four Roses today, selecting our final barrel from there for 2019. That's going to be five barrels from Four Roses this year, and we're always humbled and thankful for the opportunity to go and bring our Patreon community members along with us. So thanks to Four Roses for always being so accommodating and awesome. And a huge shout out to Keg & Bottle out of San Diego for being our retail partner who makes all this possible. Make sure you go and check them out online at kegandbottle.com. That's keg, the letter N, bottle.com, And you can get whiskey shipped right to your doorstep. And now for some quick history. November 4th celebrated the birth of Isaac Wolf Bernheim. Born in 1848, Bernheim was a Kentucky businessman who helped cement Louisville as a center for the bourbon industry. Today, Heaven Hill bears the name of this American whiskey pioneer on their Bernheim original wheat whiskey, as well as on the Bernheim distillery that's located in Louisville, Kentucky. All right, now on to today's podcast. To be fair, this isn't our usual lighthearted selves. In fact, it gets very intense very quickly. So if you are hoping to listen today and get a few laughs, I'm sure you're not really gonna get any. But if you are a first time listener, please go back and make sure you listen to some of our other episodes because you'll get a feel about how our typical uh, feeling and how we really run an episode is around here. But this episode is really here to serve a lesson for all those out there who dare to venture down this road. We all know that counterfeits exist and it's actually really hard to tell a difference if they're good enough. And with the new vintage laws in Kentucky and even other states like Washington DC that can buy bottles from consumers and sell them in retail stores, it means that even buying your bottles from retail stores isn't safe either. So if you're out there and you're looking for high-end bourbon and you're willing to drop a lot of money, you really need to look after yourself. I hope this podcast is kind of a wake up call to a lot of the spirit producers out there that have highly allocated products on the market. Many enthusiasts believe that it's time to start implementing some form of anti-tampering mechanisms or something that can be done with the packaging to start preventing counterfeits. And this podcast should spark some of those conversations of not only what happens when you're caught up in some of these counterfeit rings, but what can you as a producer do to start protecting your consumers? If you're interested in other podcasts that we've released, they're all organized on our website by Distillery, a Bourbon 101 series, and lots more. Go check it out at bourbonpursuit.com. Here's a quick message from Fred Minnick with Above the Char.
2: I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. The secondary market as we once knew it is gone you can no longer go onto a Facebook group and actively trade or buy from someone three states away. There's no getting it back either. And let me tell you why. Because nearly every attorney general in the United States of America has band together to try and end the secondary market on eBay, Craigslist, Facebook, and other places. In a recent letter, a coalition of 46 state attorney generals asked companies and their respective states to review their current postings for online alcohol sales, asked them to remove illegal postings and develop programming to actually develop programming on their own dime to block and prevent users from violating state alcohol laws. Now, here is a quote from the attorney general for the state of Oklahoma, Mike Hunter. He says, this isn't about violating state laws. It's about protecting the health and well-being of Oklahomans. Illegally sold alcohol thwarts state licensing laws that ensure the substances aren't tainted and are coming from a reputable vendor. The substances being sold illegally could originate anywhere and could contain deadly substances like methanol. As we work with Facebook, Craigslist, and eBay to crack down on the issue, I am encouraging Oklahomans to use extreme caution when purchasing alcohol online, end quote. And notice that he used the word online versus secondary social media groups. Because let me tell you what this really is. This is a defense of the three-tier system. This is the three-tier system rising up and saying, we don't want online alcohol sales. You've seen the likes of Drizzly, Minibar, the Spirits Network, and other entities try and make this work. The entire world is moving to online sales, and yet alcohol wants to remain like it's in the 1950s. Now, I have no issues with walking into your local liquor store and buying something. But we have got to move forward into the future. This is no longer 1995, and this is the same group that took down the tobacco industry. And now they're trying to block any kind of online mechanism to sell alcohol. Now, what we had going in in the secondary groups on Facebook, those were, let's say, developed for hobbyists. They don't want that either. So if you, are, if you live in Maine or Vermont or one of these other states and you don't get a good allocation of bourbon and you have a buddy in Kentucky or Texas that you want to work with to get a bottle, well, good luck, because the United States of America does not want you to have that. So think about that when you're going to vote for that next state election. Bring this up as an issue. See where they stand with alcohol shipping. Most states don't allow it. Most states don't want it because the distributors in those respective states want to keep the money in their nest egg. Now, I don't sell. I don't buy from uh, people I don't know or liquor stores that I'm not familiar with. But that's not to say that it should be, that I believe it should be illegal for someone in Hawaii or Maine or wherever to work with someone in Texas to buy a bottle they can't get in their respective state. But that's the future. The future is going back to the old guard and these attorney generals are leading the charge just like they did against the tobacco industry. Someone's gotta stand up to them. Who is it going to be? Might as well be us. If you, wanna, if you want alcohol shipping in your state, write your representative. If you want to see Amazon, Drizzly, or Minibar, or the Spirits Network to be able to succeed and to offer you a product that you cannot go and get in your local liquor store, then fight for it. Because that is the only way it's going to happen, and no one will listen to us unless you say something. So fight. And that's this week's Above the Char. Hey, if you have an idea for Above the Char, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. And by the way, did you know I I now have a YouTube channel? Look me up on YouTube. Search my name, Fred Minnick. Until next week, cheers.
1: From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at WhiskeyAmbitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. welcome back to the episode of bourbon pursuit the official podcast of bourbon kenny ryan and fred together again today you know i usually open it up with something light and something airy and today is a little bit different um, because this is something that has been a, a topic that has always been a worrisome issue inside of the the bourbon market inside of the high end, really the high end bourbon market as well as do you know what you're buying? Um, you know, we've we all know that there's online forums, there's uh, there's websites, there's all kinds of places to go and get allocated whiskey. However, you never ultimately know the source unless you're usually buying it directly from a retail knowing that it got there on the day a delivery happened. It's it's even it's even hard to even find from retailers nowadays. But when we start going down this path, we start looking at the counterfeit side is—is is it out there? Does it happen? And of course, it does. Um, and that's the—that's the the truth and the sad reality of what is out there. However, today's episode is really going to expand on that even more to kind of look at what is the harsh reality of somebody that does this and gets caught. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean the the bourbon community is all built on trust, you know, and like we've all had that when you buy a bottle, like my wife thought I was absolutely crazy just buying random bottles from random people, you know, and it was built on trust. So it's, you know, that's something that we don't take lightly. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm hoping today will be an enlightenment and a deterrent, you know, from it happening again, but hopefully enlighten some people too, to know what's out there and just, you know, be on your guard for it as well.
2: And our guest has informed us that he is under, um, legal scrutiny and I think everyone, a lot of people th- uh, listening would think you should be in jail. Um, people who commit these kinds of frauds and wine are spending up to 30 years in jail right now. So I don't know what the status of your legal problems are, but, you know, the fact you're sitting with us tells me that you you care enough to sit down with us. But I want to tell you something. We don't feel sorry for you. No one's going to feel sorry for you. Most people listening are going to want you to be in jail. And the only reason why you're on here, the only reason why I agreed with Kenny and Ryan to have you on here was so that we could possibly prevent this from happening again. And I look at this... um, As it was kind of we discussed previously, like this is the ex-con coming to sixth grade telling us to not steal a car because you'll end up like me. So that's what I have to say.
1: Absolutely. And so we're going to keep everything anonymous as much as we can um, because of the really the severity of the situation. And we don't want to implicate any parties involved. So we're going to be referring to the person that's joining us today as as John, about as generic as I can get. So John, thank you so much for for joining us today, uh, giving us a little glimpse into really where this happened and, and kind of and and how it sort of spiraled out of control. So kind of talk about First, your introduction into like the bourbon market, was it something that you saw as uh, you actually enjoyed bourbon or was it something that you saw as as opportunity for for business uh, isn't like a flipping game or something like that? Well, I I do enjoy bourbon. uh, And when I got involved in the groups, it was on a very
0: low scale, but it ended up to where I was selling quite a few, a bit more bottles. So it ended up being more of a a business uh, type Not a business where I I quit my other jobs or anything, Mm -hmm. but it was a strong hobby to where, you know, I enjoyed, you know, buying and selling bourbon. So, um, and I kept up with it quite a bit. So, Mm -hmm. it led from me liking it to longer I got
1: into it, me selling more and more bottles. Yeah. It was so, kind of like a, I mean, is it like a drug or a habit that you can't quit? Like uh-huh. it's an easy way to, I mean, don't be me wrong. Like a lot of people flip bottles and mm-hmm. they go and do it. Um, you can't, you get a well or 12 at 40 bucks, you sell it for 140. It's, it's an easy, it's an easy Benjamin. I would say that's a very good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you can scale the operation, it, it makes sense too. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of talk about, the next evolution of it? I mean, was it, was it the ability that, you know, that because you you were in these groups for a while, so you kind of understood the dynamic of, of, of how the, the bourbon in the secondary, in the gray market really works. Mm -hmm. And what was the, the kind of the phase that, that took it to that next step, um, where you started looking at, okay, maybe I could actually counterfeit stuff. Um, I guess maybe for some people that it
0: could be easily done. And that's the problem with it, is some of these bottles, it can be, it can be easily done. And um, and that's what really, I guess, started. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, you know, this so easy. You know, no one will ever know. And um, and that's what kind of started, mm-hmm. really, right then and there. What were so, some of the
3: things that you thought made it very easy, just like how the products are labeled or sealed? or you know, uh,
0: Yes, the sealing. Gotcha. Uh, correct, exactly. And not on all bottles Just on certain ones Particularly on so, Yeah
1: Yeah.
2: Why aren't you uh, Why aren't you in jail?
0: Uh, that's a good question um, I guess I don't really have an answer For that exactly On why I'm not I'm not saying I shouldn't be um,
2: Did you I, turn yourself in? Did you speak uh, with cops?
0: Uh, no No I've never spoken with cops mm. Mm.
2: So when you were when you were caught,
1: mm-hmm.
2: who you were caught by someone within the community?
1: Yes, sir, that's correct. But I mean that's that's kind of normal that we've seen. I mean, this is uh, there's there's teams of people out there that, that do they they take inventory of of Van Winkle uh, lot numbers on Pappy twenty three They look at inventory of of those things, um, and, and I guess kind of. Kind of talk about the, the day or the progression that happened when you got caught. Do you, do you remember what that looked like or, or how, the, the, I guess you could say that the chip started falling? Um, there was a couple bottles in a row, I think, that looked
0: suspicious that led back to me. And that raised some concern. And, and that's how it all started. That's when they started, I guess, maybe investigating as far as like previous sales of mine. Mm-hmm. Now I sold you know, quite a bit of bottles in the past. And of course, the problem with that is, is that any bottle that I ever sold that raised a uh, concern as to where all the bottles I sowed, you know, were fraudulent, mm-hmm. so. Um,
2: so when, when, you, when you were caught. Yes. Did it become public in our communities? Yes. At that point, why did you not turn yourself in to the authorities?
0: I guess I was just trying to stay as low-key as possible. I was a nervous wreck at the time. Uh, first time I've ever really been in trouble. I really didn't know what to do, you know. I mean, I really didn't. I was at a total loss as to what to do. I was kind of honestly taking a lot of the uh, people's advice that caught me, and I'll be honest, they guided me through it a lot.
2: So the people who caught you mm-hmm.
0: helped you? Yes. Well, because I helped me and also because I did refund money, you know, to the people that got fraudulent bottles. Mm-hmm. So, and I went through each bottle with them and told them which ones were and which ones weren't.
1: Do you think it was a like an immediate feeling of remorse or was it like, I just feel really bad that I got caught? At least when it first started. Like, I, I know, I know we can progress until today because Mm -hmm. it's been, it's been um, years since then. But Mm -hmm. when the the days first started, when um, you know, the messages started coming, the emails started coming, Mm -hmm. I mean, was it kind of like everything's starting to really kind of spiral out of control at that point? Oh yes. Very quickly. It started spiraling out of
0: control. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Without a doubt it did. So
1: talk about some of the, the effects um, that you kind of saw on the the very the very first days because mm-hmm. we all know that online communities are they're very bullish mm-hmm. right I mean that's just just the the nature of what it is anybody mm-hmm. can hide behind a keyboard and say a lot of stuff uh, and at the same exact time people can do damage to online reputations mm-hmm. uh, very very quickly mm-hmm. so so kind of talk about what that that process was when I first started well, the amount of messages that I received threatening messages,
0: whether their bottles were real or not, was was unbelievable. I mean, I received tons of messages. And actually, a lot of the people that were doing, believe it or not, the most complaining and threats were, were people that I never even sold from in the past. Because I guess you're kind of stealing from like a a community,
3: mm-hmm. you know, not mm-hmm.
0: just one person. It's the whole community that goes goes out after you. And um, so it didn't matter if I'd sold to them or not. I was getting... Whether it be threats, uh, messages, phone calls, whatever have you, from every, every everybody mm-hmm. groups. I mean, you know.
2: I mean, you essentially took what was this beautiful hobby and mm-hmm. something that we all enjoyed, mm-hmm. and you took advantage of people. Mm-hmm. You took advantage of people. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in this day and age, of course, you're going to get a, a lot of commentary from I, people I, who didn't.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: So, I mean, did you? I mean, what did you expect? I. I I did
0: expect it, you know, because I had so, so many bottles in the past. Now, again, I didn't really know totally what to expect, but I figured I'd be getting quite a few messages. I didn't know to what degree, and it, it came in at a larger degree than I, than I had thought, to be honest with you. Um, but again, I... I I didn't know exactly what to expect.
1: I just didn't. Do you remember um, the amount or the quantity of of kind of counterfeit bottles that you had created? Uh, The exact amount? I mean, not the exact amount, but I mean, some sort of roundabout number. You know, it was probably around 34,
0: 35, something Mm -hmm. like that. But the amount of inquiries that I got were... Well, over two to 300. Because how
3: long had you been easily, selling? How easily. long have you been selling before the counterfeits? Oh, at least
0: two, maybe three years.
3: And mm-hmm. so you kind of built it. I would say two to three you years. Built up a level of
0: trust with buyers and That's
2: into, right. within the
0: community. That's correct. Yes. And that mm-hmm. was the hardest thing for me. Yeah. It really was.
2: Even if you sold one fake bottle, 200 messages is nothing.
0: Exactly. It, and I mean, you know, all it takes is one. I mean, all it takes is one for you to destroy uh, the trust, mm-hmm. you know. And, I mean, it can be 10, 20, 100. But, I mean, if it's just that one, it doesn't matter you've broken all that trust. Yeah. So, it's not even worth doing one. It's yeah. not. Because it, it goes back to what I said. Then every other bottle you sell, people are going to raise a red flag, rightfully so,
1: as to whether the bottle was real or not.
0: Mm-hmm. So.
1: I think one thing our, our listeners would be interested in, was it ever was it ever a Van Winkle bottle that you ever counterfeited? No. 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 I never I never did like the high end bottles like two to three. No. No. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. You, you figure like I'm just trying to think of it from a like a, a the mind aspect you might have gone through that you stick in somewhere like in the middle of the road, something with like clear parafilm or clear it things that are broad, yeah, easy. The to average do. bottle was like, you know,
0: maybe uh three hundred, four hundred. Would be mm-hmm. the average, but I never did the high end stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So no, I'm with you on that. Okay, so I guess let's let's kind of progress it on a little bit now. Um, you know, we've we've harped on a little bit of kind of where it started, um, and the days that that it started happening. Kind of talk about in a few of the weeks following from there, mm-hmm. um, because you know when when news surfaces something like this it immediately becomes a, a huge issue with inside of the community mm-hmm. um, and people are always talking about it. Um, and I'm assuming that in the weeks following, there were more inquiries, more emails. I kind of kind of also talk about not only just the emails and inquiries, but like damage caused to like Anything else that was surrounded by you, whether it's a family mm-hmm. or anything like that, kind of talk about those, the okay. short-term impact that happened. Well, I mean, my business suffered absolutely tremendously uh, from
0: it. Um, my family received threatening phone calls. Uh, the office that I worked at, they received threatening phone calls because obviously in this day and age, you can Google someone and find out pretty much anyone about them. So,
2: What's a threatening phone call? What did they say? Um,
0: I had some people threatening, uh, you know, to come down and to beat my ass. You know, my wife received many threatening calls as well, um, messages as well. My offices did the same thing. Um, And that went on for quite some time. And that was very difficult because I wasn't the only one affected at that point. It was the people that surrounded me, not just family, but even friends.
3: What was it like
0: facing your family, having them know that what you had done? I was— the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. The hardest thing I've ever done. And I would never want to go through that again. Are I you mean, still
2: never. with your wife?
0: I am. I am. Luckily, I mean, she stood by my side and I'm very fortunate for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. It caused problems. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the business suffered tremendously. It really did. And, and, and the bad thing is it wasn't just for me. It was for other people that I worked with. And that was the hardest thing because they weren't involved in this whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And that was very difficult, very difficult.
1: So beyond that, um, you know, we we talked about a business suffering, you know, businesses, they, Mm -hmm. you know, a family can build something and it could be generational. However, sometimes, you know, you can rebuild a business. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of talk about your family uh, at this point, Uh, as, as Ryan kind of alluded to, it must have been hard to face them, but what was, what was their initial reaction? What was their thought process of like how do we remedy this situation, what what kind of advice did they give you? Um well first of all to co-
0: to come clean, admit when I did, and to try to remediate as best as possible by coming cleaning, by coming forward and paying back anybody that received a, a defrauded bottle, uh which I did, mm-hmm. you know, and that took some time to go through everything because we went through each individual one. And um, and that's the process that we started with.
1: Mm-hmm. So so were, was everybody defrauded, like 100%, paid in full, kind of? Yes, that's correct, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But they received so many inquiries because, you
0: know, there were other bottles that I sold that, you know, that weren't legitimate. But people were still asking, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. so.
2: Do you understand how it's difficult to believe that you refunded 100%? I do. Yes, I do. Given because we have no we have no way to, to validate that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what they did was they went through eBay where I got the bottles and they went through all the accounts and we went through each bottle individually mm-hmm. from them on what I purchased. So and eBay, had, was, they they had, eBay they, was the eBay was the brought, point where and, you were able to get the access to my accounts. I gave mm-hmm. them my passwords and everything.
2: So he, was eBay your only source of acquiring empty bottles? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, it was, so well, I guess that kind of always goes back to the message we always say to, a, never sell empty bottles on eBay mm-hmm. um because this is, this, is the, this this is this is reality mm-hmm. um oh, is, that's another thing I did too. any open bottles that I had, I took a video
0: and you know broke every single one of them mm-hmm. um which was quite a few, and I went and took a video and broke them all
2: mm-hmm. so. After you were caught.
0: That's correct. Yes, afterwards. Mm-hmm.
3: So, what would you say to someone, like, if to, I guess, to, for them to check their purchases, to like, what is, what are some, like, easy signs that someone can, like, tell a fake? Not just from um, tracing it back to an eBay sale, but maybe, like, if they're looking at seals or
0: anything, like, what's, what's some signs that, like, something's fishy or, I would say maybe the color would be one the color of the bourbon and see if it matches would probably be the best thing because mm-hmm. some of them, it would be hard to tell on the seals. It just really would be, mm-hmm. but the color would be the, the number one thing that I would say. Mm-hmm. And without tasting it, I'm saying,
2: you, you know, Ryan, I've spotted a lot, I've spotted a lot of fakes in my career. And in fact, you know, I validate a lot of older bottles and, uh, and unfortunately, um, John is not, a good person to ask like, how to spot a fake because as soon as he's the guy who has been counterfeiting, and as soon as that heats out his words out there on the street of like how you spot it, you know the the other ones try and fix it. Yeah, and that's the problem with counterfeiting. It's a fucking virus. You were um, bourbon fraud one point now we're a bourbon fraud three point and like what you were doing it's completely discounted now to like how to catch something Mm -hmm. because everyone's, everyone's done it, but you did it. And I still, I still have not felt the remorse. I hear that like this happened and that happened. I hear a lot of regrets, Mm -hmm. but you took away a community's innocence in a lot of ways i mean sure we could have all assumed that this stuff was happening but you did it and i still don't feel like i hear the remorse from you
0: um you know the hardest thing for me was i built up a lot of trust and all that within those groups and it killed me knowing that i broke that because i I built up a lot of good friendships and things and 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 it was very hard for me to deal with that purpose because I I do I do care about people uh, that doesn't show that but I mean I'm saying to break all that and all the friendships was was very hard for me mm-hmm. I mean it, it really was I mean and that was one of the most difficult things that I, that I went through is because of just people look at you obviously you know differently and I hated that because I do care about what people think probably too much but I mean I, I do care about my image and what people think about me and I and I hated that I broke all that trust with the people that I had worked with and sold for so long. Whether they received a fraudulent bottle or not, it doesn't matter because I was still at that viewed. Mm-hmm. So, what so,
2: did you refill with?
0: Um, Weller mainly.
2: You were refilling with Weller.
0: Uh huh. That's correct.
2: That's not what I was expecting to hear. Uh, I was expecting to hear something like Kentucky Tavern or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it was the, the Weller, not the 108, but the.
1: A special reserve, yes.
0: Action. Special reserve, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess let's let's keep on going down. Uh, I know Fred mm-hmm. wants to really feel the remorse here, but I kind of want to keep going down this path of. Um, so we've 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 touched on the weeks afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's touch on one year after. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually anything that happens in these communities it's 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 breaking news for about a week, mm-hmm. and then after that, the dust settles, and we wait for the next big thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just typically the the cycle, the ebb and flow of of what happens. So a year later, sort of where is where's your head at? Where's your um, your business? like is it still down? I mean, is it still in a rebuilding phase? like what oh, and what whats the consequences? we're still feeling? Absolutely still in a rebuilding
0: phase? That's for sure. And I mean, you know, still, if I go out, I'll always have—I feel like that perception is, oh, he's the guy that defrauded people. whatever. And there's no way of me—you know, there's nothing— You feel nothing like you're you're me. permanently tagged with that? Permanently, damaged. yeah. And there's—I don't think there's anything I can do about that, unfortunately. You know, and I understand that. I understand why. Because I broke that trust, you know, and that trust probably can never be regained. And I understand that. And that's very difficult for me. So, mm-hmm. and it's hard— Honestly, it's hard to live with. I mean, it really is. It's hard for me to live with. Yeah, There's not a day goes by where I haven't thought about it. And I mean that when I say that. Rather than a day
1: gone by, there isn't a day gone by mm-hmm. where I haven't thought about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would imagine it, it has to be tough. It has mm-hmm. to be tough trying to go through this and, and trying to... Um, it's not worth it. It's not even an established worth, new race. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're in a city, uh, Ryan. We talk about all the time. It's a, it's yeah. a big little town. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's not worth it. The
0: amount that you suffer, the amount that you lose, the amount that of the people that are suffered that are closest to you, it it, it doesn't even come close. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even come close.
2: I have some um, additional questions I want to ask you. Okay. Did you ever talk to any other counterfeiters? No. No. At the time you were doing it, mm-hmm. was it fun?
0: I wouldn't classify it as fun. No, I would not classify it as fun.
2: How would you classify it?
0: I would classify it as greed. That's what you I would just wanted more money. Uh, uh, that's what I would classify it as.
1: in when but we, but never was it fun when we go down that that greed path. Um, you know, I guess. I guess this is how how all criminals get caught is is they think it's too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, was was that your process or thinking of, of?
2: Well, first of all, he's not a criminal because he hasn't uh, he has not been um, he's evaded any he kind of he just admitted that he's never talked to the cops or anything. Mm-hmm. He committed a crime, mm-hmm. but you know, you know that's that's a different story. But um, you know, again, go, back to go, the- go ahead. Mm-hmm. But I just I just want to be very clear here. You know, you could always turn yourself in Mm -hmm. for what you did. All right. You can always do that. Mm -hmm. We've agreed to not, uh, you know, keep this anonymous. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we when you first reached out to us, I had this big, long email Mm -hmm. about how to make up for it. And it started with turning yourself in. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's kind of where a lot of the conversation starts. Mm
0: -hmm. I see.
2: So, what led to that, I guess, greed? Like, in
3: needing, or was it, did you need the money, or, or are you just wanting the money, or?
1: If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And you can get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon.
3: So what led to that, I guess, greed, like in needing or was it, did you need the money or, or are you just wanting the money or?
0: Um, I needed the money for a habit that I developed, I guess. Yeah. So I guess I could
2: put it that way. Mm-hmm. What was the habit? I have to. Um, An addiction
0: habit. That's what it was. That's so
3: addiction. you weren't like in clear thinking, clear mind.
0: Man, it was an addiction habit. That's yep. what it was. And no, I wasn't in a clear mind at all. I, no, my only thoughts were that addiction. I mean, and that's the only thing that, that at that time, that, that was my only thing on the hip in my head. I didn't even care about the consequence of nothing. It was all about the addiction. That's what it was. That's how it started. And so have you been clean?
3: Have you been sobering up? Or? Oh, yes, yes. I mean, I, I help kids now with it and everything. Was that the I cat feel. getting caught, the catalyst to kind of do that, or uh,
0: yes. was that the... Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it was. And uh, I feel so much better now. I mean, but and I, that's why I try to give back by, by helping kids and all that. And that's been helpful to me myself to do that, you know, mm-hmm. because now that I've been through it, I know what it's like. And that was very hard within itself. Honestly, Commander. the hardest thing I've ever been through. I'm honest with you, there really
1: was. Yep. And and so you know, you had reached out to us about you know helping you uh, in regards of, of of something that that we had, uh, and you know we obliged because Ryan was. Uh, looking at this as, as an opportunity for giving people, you know, opportunities of second chances and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, this is kind of how we came here to uh, to kind of talk about this and have this sort of mortem of mm-hmm. of of really how your life can almost become actually devastated and ruined mm-hmm. uh, by doing this um, by can. by just a, a little bit of greed mm-hmm. um, by thinking it's it's too easy and, and just continually going down that path. Mm-hmm. So we're now we're now. A little bit for like a few years removed now, mm-hmm. um, are there still impacts that you're still seeing um, or is it, is, it, is it started to kind of fizzle down now a little bit and you're, you're able to start moving on? Slowly fizzle down. It's been a slow process.
0: But, I mean, it, it, it's taken quite some time. And, you know, even a few years past, it's taken quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know, the effects are still there. Are they were as great as they were a couple of years ago? No, but they're still there.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So, do your, your. And they probably always will be. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, they probably always will be. Mm-hmm. And that's something that people got to think about mm-hmm. that probably aren't when they're doing it, is that it doesn't just affect you in the short run, it affects you in the long run too.
1: And it doesn't just affect you. Mm-hmm. Talk about a little bit like your parents um, or your other family members that when this was, you know, mm-hmm. even years later, have they have they been able to look past it, or are, are they still kind of holding that holding that in the, the back of their head? You know, honestly, my family has grown to look
0: look past it now that I've I've gotten help and everything, and, and the way I handled it. I mean, they still are very upset. I'm not trying to say they weren't, you know, because they were, but um, you know, they've they've grown to look look past it. And kind of like a second chance kind of thing, mm-hmm. even though they were affected.
2: How much whiskey did you sell? How much revenue did you make?
0: Um, you
2: mean in profit
0: or gross? Gross. In a year or? A eh, year, total, whatever. Um, the gross was maybe, let's just say
2: 75000 75,
0: $75,000? hmm No, it's not the net. Obviously, there's a big difference there, you mm-hmm. know, but I would say that would be the gross.
2: So that's a... For a lot of people, that's a year's wage.
0: Mm-hmm. Now the net is much smaller than that, but yeah, that is the
1: question. Sure. So you know, as we
2: as we kind of start
1: looking at uh, wrapping this up a little bit, you know, I kind of want to also talk about because you're a family man. Mm, um, I am. You have kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to you want to kind of try to anonymize a, list, a story a little bit and kind of look at. And this was kind of like the, the, the breaking point as well, at least where we got involved, of, of really how this started affecting even your children's lives. Yeah, and that was one of the toughest things. Um, you know, during the assignment,
0: you know, the kids, they had to look up Google their parents' name. And, um, you know, during that, the classmates, you know, were all there and then they saw my son and, and my name as well, too. And he got, he received a very hard time from it. And when that was, just crushed me. I mean, it just crushed me because obviously he didn't have nothing, you know, what to do with this whatsoever. And to see your son being affected, who's young, you know, I mean, it was very hard. That's that's the hardest thing there is, really. Have you, did you explain to him
3: what happened or
0: like? Not to the fullest degree, no. Right. No, no, I did not. He, he's just too young, I, I believe. Sure. You no, know, so. Sure. You think one day he'll find out? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. And that's the day I'll have to sit down and have a talk with them, which will be a very hard talk. I mean, it'll be a, a teaching lesson, but um, it'll still be a very hard talk because mm-hmm. it's something I'm very ashamed of, you know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not proud of this. I'm extremely ashamed of it. I mean, you know, can't go back in time, but obviously, you know, this is one of these things where, God, I wish you could. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So as we as we kind of finish this up, kind of kind of give people one last sort of um, message on if you if you think that you're going to go on this path and and you can we're we're all bourbon mm-hmm. um, enthusiasts here we we know what bottles look like you had already talked about being able to acquire some of these bottles mm-hmm. and most of them if if it's just cheap plastic mm-hmm. stuff that goes over top of it you can get a you can get a hairdryer and get a mm-hmm. blow blow gun or heat, heat gun and you can mm-hmm. you can shrink wrap stuff pretty easily talk about if people that are out there thinking about it even just remotely thinking about it like what's the what's the the end state of where this is going to go well the people think about it one
0: you're not just defrauding that one person you're defrauding the whole entire group for one so you're not just going to have one person upset you're going to have a whole entire group coming out after you and on top of that there's so many things that can be damaged with your business your family your co-workers and things like that and there is no amount of money there is no amount of money that is worth everything that you go through there isn't and i, and I say that with extreme confidence it's not worth it it's mm-hmm. not worth it whatsoever Not even the first bottle, because that's all it takes is one. That's all it takes. And from someone that's done it, I I mean, I just assure you, whoever's thinking about doing it's the last thing you want to do. It's the last thing you want to do. The repercussions are are unbelievable. And Mm -hmm. it's it's extremely hard, even years after it is. So not just from a business point, but I mean, you know, friendships. I mean, it's hard all the way around. It really is,
1: so it's not worth the money mm-hmm. and I guess one thing I forgot to ask, you know speaking with friendships, I'm sure you had friends outside of outside of bourbon and stuff like that mm-hmm. too what was what was the reality of of the situation when they came to find out about stuff like this? Oh, they were shocked because they never saw that coming from me. you
2: know I actually have a good friend who grew up with you, really mm. and he
0: couldn't believe it, and that's yeah. You know,
2: and I'll say this. That was this. very difficult,
0: too.
2: I'll say this. You said it's not worth the money. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you didn't get caught?
0: What if you didn't get caught? What if
2: you didn't get caught?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And suddenly it's not 75000 It's mm-hmm. hundred grand, mm-hmm. and it's 200000 mm-hmm. And now you can buy something else. Mm-hmm. What if you didn't get caught? Would it have been worth the money then?
0: In my situation, if I wouldn't have been caught, I don't know if I'd be here today. And I and I really don't, because that's how bad of a problem I had. So that's what I can say with my personal self that I really don't think I would have been. So this was almost a a blessing that I did, as as weird as that sounds. But I'm just I'm just being honest with you. It really was mm-hmm. because I, I I wouldn't have stopped that addiction thing. I, you know. It would have had to have taken something like this for me, too, because that's how powerful it is. So with my situation, that's what I can say with that.
2: Mm -hmm. I understand, but I hope you can also understand that myself and probably thousands of listeners Mm -hmm. don't feel sorry for you. Uh, Like I said from the top. I
0: understand that, and 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 I don't blame them, and I completely understand that.
2: There's a lot of people who try to use their addiction or whatever mm. happened to them as mm. excuses mm-hmm. for what they did. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that time and time again. Mm-hmm. And you know, the fact is, you know, what do you look like in five, 10, 15 years, John, when, when the, uh, the heat's off you, what does you look like then? Are you oh. maybe getting back in the game? Are you going to oh. maybe try to counterfeit again? Oh, you say um, no now, but... No, I, there's
0: no way I would ever even remotely consider getting this again. And I mean, that, that not even remotely. I mean, I will never sell a, a legitimate nothing, a bottle of bourbon again. I don't want anything to do with bourbon <laughs> after this. And I mean that. And I mean, it's been a few years, and I haven't, and you won't see it in a few years before. That, theres I can say, with all the confidence in the world. I don't want to go through anything like this again. I'm gonna hold I, you to that. Not even legitimately. Not even. Not even legitimately. I don't want any. I don't want to be involved in it at all. I, I'm gonna hold you to
2: that. Because,
0: uh, please because, do. Please because do. like
2: in and 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 for me, this mm-hmm. is like where the agreement for anonymity mm-hmm. would would end.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Is like if you're caught mm-hmm. selling mm-hmm. Uh, counterfeits again.
0: Uh-huh. Because I, I don't blame you. I mean.
2: How people are, human nature is they got away with something, mm-hmm. they got paid or whatever, mm-hmm. the heat's on them, goes away, and then they come back to it. Mm-hmm. With that's me, I mean, human nature.
0: I mean, you'll notice that, I guess, in the years to come, I guess is all I can say, but there's no question about it with what I've been through. It doesn't even cross my mind. There's other ways you can make money. And I'm legitimately, there's other ways you can make money. And um, that's the last thing I'm going to do. I mean I mean uh, it's not even consideration. Mm-hmm. there's no way, and I mean legitimately as well too. I don't want no sales whatsoever with me. I haven't done it yet, and you will not see me do it in the future and 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 you know what, if you ever were to, which you won't destroy me, you know, but i I', I it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen,
1: yep, well. I know one person around here that'll keep you, keep you honest. So. And I, please, please keep up. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, so John, I do want to say thank you again for, um, you know, having a, having the courage to come on. I know this is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not easy and it's definitely not easy to put in a position like this. Mm-hmm. However, our, our real goal with today was to help not only just bring a, a story that's never been heard before, mm-hmm. but also to give other people, the opportunity to understand mm-hmm. what is the real ramifications of, of this type of activity. Mm-hmm. And when a, a community can really come down on you mm-hmm. uh, and, and really destroy not only just, not only just a reputation, but your, your family life mm-hmm. um, and everything that, that comes in, it's, it's not just a week, it's, it's, it's a right. lifetime. And that's really what, what it boils down mm-hmm.
2: to. And okay. I want to, I, I want to go to this. Can, can you keep saying like the, the community did not destroy the choices, and I hope mm-hmm. you I hope you agree with this, the choices you made mm-hmm. destroyed your reputation and your relationships. I agree.
0: That's right. The community
2: right. did not do that. Right. You're
0: exactly your right. Your choices. My, I, you're exactly right. It was only me. You're 100% correct. And I appreciate mm-hmm. you having me on it. And I hope I could at least fence a couple people out there, you know, that don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. So,
1: mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, again, I— uh, Thank you, at least from our side, to say Mm -hmm. telling your story. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's, again, valuable for um, people out there just to, to know it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, really, as I said, what the ramifications are. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to learn more about bourbon pursuit, what we're doing next, what are the hot topics we're hitting on, make sure you follow us on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as Fred Minnick, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You've got the curation desk. You've got Patreon. You've for got for all YouTube. the for all the lighter subjects. All the lighter <laughs> subjects. A little bit lighter and airier, usually. Yes, this is a, this is a very serious subject today, and uh, we, yeah. I can. And I, I, can I just want
3: to say. I mean. Fred, I totally get where you're coming from, you know, because it, it is a trust community and the trust has been broken mm-hmm. and I'm you know, and maybe I'm taking advantage of, but I do believe in redemption and mm-hmm. I will just say, you know, you only get one chance and don't mm-hmm. screw it up and mm-hmm. and you know, Fred, one of the remorse, I can see the pain, you mm-hmm. know, and I can feel it. I feel the tension. So it, mm-hmm. and especially when dealing with families. So people that are thinking about it, I can I can tell you that this man's been through some with some mm-hmm. some emotional stuff with people and and i just i hope that never happens again with right. anyone or you and i i'm glad we got fred to keep mm-hmm. you in check so
0: if fred uh, i respect all your questions i agree with what you said seriously so i really do
2: well i am um i've been around mm-hmm. a bit and i've seen a lot of um a lot of people say things and True. then you know repeat their actions in I the can, past i could understand Yep. You know, Um, words are easy for sure I Mm -hmm. do um, I definitely do believe in like the forgive and forget but to me that's not just like uh, a given sure to me that's you gotta earn it I agree for sure and for me this is this is a really nice first step Mm -hmm. for you earning that from from me and perhaps Mm -hmm. other people in the community Mm -hmm. and I I would say you know a next step Mm-hmm. Could be, you know, speaking to local authorities, mm-hmm. because whether you whether you end up doing time for this mm-hmm. or you enter a plea deal in which you help um, you help spot fakes or something in the community,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because fakes are rampant in the entire industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't walk through a major city without seeing a fake Pappy Van Winkle on Uh, on display in a bar. There are bars all the time, refilling their stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know something? Most of the people who are in charge of like going around and making sure that um, the the taxes are paid and people aren't serving underage, they don't care about that stuff. But that stuff is defrauding our community as much as you are. Mm -hmm. And for me, if you want that sweet redemption, if you want to be forgiven, if you want people to forget about it, you gotta do something to get the community, mm-hmm. you know, to support the community. Mm-hmm. Because right now the bourbon community is is hanging on by a thread with a lot of these a lot of these fakes. Again, I said you were 1.0. There's been uh, numerous since. A lot of them are stealing straight from the distillery.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And at the end of the day, you know, um, I'm genuinely I'm genuinely am coming to the point where I will not buy certain bottles unless I can validate them all the way to the original purchase. Mm-hmm. That's where I am right now because I know how bad it is in the market mm-hmm. And it all unfortunately started with you. Mm-hmm. And so you take on more of a, more of an anger, uh, more of a grievance for me than I think um, you know if you were if, if you were like the fourth or fifth guy,
0: and I, I respect that and I understand where you're coming from. I can't argue that. I mean I respect that.
2: I'm glad you do. Mm-hmm. And I hope you I hope you consider um uh, my step two mm-hmm. very seriously.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Thank you.
2: Brian, you want to close it out? <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Yeah, that was ooh, the tension was tightened there. So yeah, honestly it was Yeah, uh, I'm not the best host for these types. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I usually I usually like to keep it light and airy. That's uh
3: we got we get But no, it is a definitely a serious subject. Yeah. Fred I'm I'm
1: Glad you could ask the tough questions because I'm not so tough. It's okay. Uh, somebody, somebody here's Keep us real. Uh, but then again, th- thank you for everybody that was able to make it here today to be able to talk about this. All of the team involved, uh, and make sure that you stick around, uh, listen to Bourbon Pursuit next week because we've always got new fun topics. So with that, we'll see you all next week. Cheers. 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 Thanks.